0: Do it. We'll do it this way. Can you hear me? Okay, honey? Yes. Okay, great. Well, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Thank you. I'm um, well. It's not been one of our better days, but we're still here, so.
1: Yeah, that's good. Um. Uh, so, first off, can you introduce yourself and tell us about your journey and the battle you faced? we having coronavirus.
0: I can. Of course, my name is Amy, and I live in North Mississippi in a very small community that actually doesn't even have a name. We're called by several because we're just a spot in the road. But it's home, and it has been home since I was born. So we have deep roots here. I have raised my six children right here in this spot. I still have two at home. Um, four have grown and left the house all within the last six months two years so we went from a very bustling house to a much more subdued house other than of course even though they were grown they were here every day to eat supper and wash their clothes you know how that goes mm-hmm. and um we i am a grandmother of one i have a granddaughter that was born march 8th of last year and so she is the light of and just amazingly wonderful we um were very normal average, no story to tell family that very close knit, and um very happy to just be here, have our lives, do our thing, and allow everyone to do theirs and not even be known and then on march twenty third children called, and I don't recall which child it was and said in a very panicked voice that something was wrong with my daughter Katie. Said, Mama, something's wrong, something's bad wrong. And I said, what do you mean? And they said, she can't breathe. Well, immediately my world stopped mm-hmm. at that moment. That was the very day that if you recall, on March 23rd we were learning that our country was down for this virus that was headed our way called coronavirus or COVID-19. And I had already known about this virus. I have a medical background. Um, I was a nurse practitioner for many years and I was able to retire eight years ago with the birth of my baby girl, my last child and be a stay at home mom. So that kept me aware, that background kept me aware of things going on in the medical field. So I knew a little about that. On top of that, I have a 17 or 18-year-old daughter now who has diabetes. So she and I both, due to health problems, were high risk and had started kind of closing in our rank, ranks, you know, shutting down our tr- We weren't necessarily because the word social distancing and, you know, home isolation, all that hadn't really come about yet. Just Mm. through the knowledge that I had and my fear for my diabetic daughter, we had already began some of those things. So when I got that phone call about my 24-year-old completely healthy daughter who we had been told by the media and all the sources, even medically, the sources we've known to trust, this didn't affect young people, didn't affect them. If you were old, it affected you. If you were immune, it did. But my Katie was completely healthy. had just had a baby a year ago and the perfect picture of health. And by the time she got here for me to see her, Cassidy, she had been, devastated already by this virus within a matter of hours that had taken her from that beautiful healthy picture of wonderful to she could not breathe to get out of the car to come across the yard to tell me mama do something so yeah. that is how our journey began and it has been the eight-day journey where coronavirus has moved through my child myself and my daddy and Uh, we continue to battle with that which I think we'll talk about in a little while maybe yeah that answer that Uh, question
1: yes um yeah wow that's that's insane um so how is your family coping with all of this and what has been the hardest part of dealing with the coronavirus
0: I think we are learning because every time I think I have an answer for that question, we live another day in this coronavirus world and we learn new harder things that we never thought we would have to know. So every day my answer for that is different. At some point, the hardest thing that we had to learn was about how to love our family member who was suffering and we were so scared for, yet we couldn't be with them because that put all of the rest of the family in that much more danger. Um, then that that evolved into when I was hospitalized, you know, the hardest part was everyone dealing with emotion of this is mama. Mama's not supposed to get sick like that. You know, this wasn't supposed to happen to mama because everybody. So we we transitioned through that. Of course, in that, my personal hardest part, and I think throughout this, my hardest part has remained the same. It is my children, my heart for others. I don't want my kids to suffer. No parent does. I didn't want my daddy to suffer. No. And I don't want anyone to suffer. I don't want them to learn the lessons of the hardest things that you have to deal with with coronavirus. Because they are all very hard in their own right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, So I've been told that you have a daughter with Asperger's syndrome as well. How has she been dealing with all that? I do. That That
0: is our very special and loved madeline she is 10 yeah. years old uh-huh
1: yeah uh how has she been dealing with all that's been going on
0: she has been amazing and this is not something i would have thought i would be able to say 50 yes and i will gladly if you'll allow me to tell you why um it took us several years to come to that diagnosis after several diagnosed syndromes, ADHD, um, o- OCD, oppositional defiance disorder. There were several things. And when we finally got the diagnosis of Asperger's, everything kind of fit in. It for Maddie and all her eccentricities so wonderfully. And we were able to, by knowing her um, so well, adapt our environment for her because her main breakdown points are scheduling she as long as i can provide her and we've done this for years down to the moment we have gone to bed at the exact moment we get up at the exact moment at school everything occurs at the exact times because as long as she is prepared what's coming her way she can cope as well as anybody when that doesn't happen she could break down as well as anybody you've ever met yeah and um, it was you know our life like I said it revolved around her and her schedule and we all gladly adapted to that which caused her to be very successful other than when we didn't have control over things like someone getting sick or you know uh, we we didn't do things like after school sports or anything like that simply because we keep that schedule when this began uh, all of our we were in shock that's the only way I could say it. And from my seven-year-old daughter all the way to my 27-year-old son, I think the shock was the exact same. We just weren't ready. And I had done that in one of my very first Facebook posts about this, that this just can't be happening. We're not ready. We knew it could, but we're not ready. And I think Maddie fell very much into that category. It took away everything that was her normal instantly. And she was left to find her own ability in coping with that, and she's done that. It took some effort on her part in the beginning because of my do- my oldest daughter, being so violent, I was caring for her. And then within ten days, I was in the hospital facing a ventilator myself, so Maddie didn't have court anymore. That she had been used to these ten years she's been on our earth and in our family, but her strength gave her gave her the ability to overcome that, and and she did have and continues to have you know things that that you can pick up on and that you know that she's she's struggling, but her overall sense I think of just wanting. Her family to be okay kind of overshadowed that. And, and the other family members that have been able to help have been really good about providing that I couldn't or her siblings couldn't that she was used to. She wrote actually a um, letter to coronavirus on her own and um, I wish I had it with me to share it with you, but she was angry. She was angry. She had emotion, and that is something we have worked on her whole life was empathy and emotion and being able to verbalize that and being able to know what emotion she's feeling, and she nailed it in her... Exactly what she thought of coronavirus and COVID-19. yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, so, how have you tried to remain positive throughout this struggle? I know it's hard, but are you making it okay now?
0: Physically, are we making it okay? No. We Well, we are alive, and we are thankful for that. And we, um, will continue to be grateful and aware of that. Now, we struggle, um, Today, as I told you when we, I started the call, was not one of our best days simply because um, one of the lasting effects of this that we're learning is um, very, very painful skin rashes that come and go. And yeah. my my Katie um, had a new breakout two days ago, and this time it's covering her face. And the pain yeah. of it oh. is enough there, but the fact that, of course, it's on her face. 24. Well, none of us would want it on our face, but at the same time, you see things really different at 24 than you do at 45, and and some things yeah very devastating so, for a rough day or two. But we do know because I have the same ones my daddy does as well, and I teach, I speak to through Facebook in the post I've made throughout. Um, I've connected with many survivors and many family members of those that sadly didn't survive. And we're able to compare our stories, our symptoms, our effects. And that, that seems to be a very standard thing with this rash. Though, yeah. It does go away. It gets better within a matter of days normally. Yeah. And it pretty much subsides, And it may pop up again somewhere else which is something we don't know how long we'll have to deal with that, but, you know, this is our burden to bear. There you go. The positivity comes in. For me personally, I have found a lot of strength through social media, which is the strangest thing for me to say to you, Cassidy, (laughs) because I am not a social media person. Um, I had, but prior to March 23rd, would you believe this is how – backwoods I had never made a personal Facebook post I did have a Facebook account that had been open since January only that um I used for helping um uh, well our contact together Cheryl that's how I met her Jane student I helped to place yeah home and um, did a lot of volunteer work with them throughout the community. And that's what I had used that for. And on the day that my kids called and told me my daughter was so sick, as I said, I live in the middle of nowhere in a spot on the road. So there was kind of nobody to reach out to. And what I did, I just, it's out of fear out of fear. I went to Facebook and I put just three little words and mm-hmm. they'll stand there till the day I die. And, Pray now. And I just sent it out to the world because I thought anybody that sees it, if they will just pray, even though they don't know what's happening, that prayer. And from that, it has grown into an amazing network of support that um, has helped with all of our ability to stay positive because for two reasons. Number one, we get the prayers that are vital for survival, number one. Number two, we get the support of our peers. And number three, and probably way up there in importance, we get to know we're making a difference. Our story matters. Yeah. Like your story yeah. matters. Like Maddie's story matters. It matters. And, and to affect in a way that we can help one person to not go through what we've done, give it purpose, heart. And that keeps us able to move forward and continue the fight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So you mentioned that your oldest daughter started showing symptoms of coronavirus in March. How is she doing now?
0: We, we, um, mm, I don't want to say we're not well, because some days you could call us that. None of us, myself, my dad, or my daughter, have returned to where we were prior to being infected. Um, yeah. Of course, we're not critical and on um, ventilators, and thank the Lord above, we are still walking this earth and alive. That being said, we mm-hmm. have effects. Um She still remains debilitatingly fatigued. Most days, uh, more than not, where you know we she has to have health that she's never had before, having to watch her baby and do do normal things. Um, her pain, her pain is daily, and that's like your the way this affects your muscles through the lack of oxygen in the beginning leaves leaves a lot of pain to deal with as you're recovering. Yeah. Um, than the skin rashes that we had discussed that she currently has. So her positivity is still yeah. here and always will be for all of us, but we, it's still a struggle. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, Amy. Thank you. Uh,
1: uh, so what made you decide to document your struggles and your journey on Facebook and
0: social media? Like I said, in the, the, the beginning... It was fear. It was no more than I was a. Side mother who was reaching out for help for my child, that that was the only reason for the first one after that, it was out of a need to give back to the people that had offered prayer and had offered support. I just wanted to let them know, you know, that, that he heard you and God heard you. It mattered and, all of this as it evolves because it's unprecedented for us even the focus of why or the feelings behind what I post has changed so greatly because it went from fear for my child to a love for humanity that is broken down as far as into political um, eyes as our state reopened and as we went in for, you know, many different things, our story is pertinent and relevant. And we are exactly what anyone in our state could be. We're no different. We're what anyone in our world could be. We're no different. So that has given me, a vision, a goal, and a purpose to continue with my posting after that initial primal fear that started it all.
1: Yeah, that's great. Uh, So final question, what had got you through this tough time? Who and what has inspired you the most to get through this? Well,
0: number one, give glory to God himself. For getting us through it, because without him, we would not be here. Period. Yeah. After that, it's the support of others and my my heart for humanity. I believe full heartedly that this virus has been used to show us the truth of men's heart, the truth of us hearts, and to show us individually what is important and what is our purpose um things that we took for granted in my household on march 22nd and things that were so important um how we looked what we had how much we made you name it just the normal things that uh, are still seen as important in other households no longer matter No, are important yeah we We've been able to tell when you are afraid in your soul that you're not going to see your loved one in the next day. You tell them everything you want them to know. And that's something we don't do regularly every day when you're not. Yeah. this And this virus has actually offered us that opportunity, Cassie, I believe, to back up to regular. You and I are only human. And in that, yeah. the exact same, regardless of some Asperger's skin color, political view, there isn't a difference. Mm-hmm. We are human. And mm-hmm. half that. Yeah. all of the other falls into place. If I protect your breath of life, you protect mine by protecting ourselves only. We have changed the world, correct? Correct. Yes, and and that is yeah. that is what I believe, big picture, wholeheartedly, that we will see whenever this out, scene, and I don't know how long from now that'll be. It's just that our humanity is what was.
1: Yes, I totally agree. Well, thank you, Amy, for being on my podcast. I really enjoyed it, and thank you for sharing your story and your journey. So, thank, thank you so much.
0: You, thank you very much, and I look forward to following you. You are an inspiration. Of, um, Absolutely, my daughters know your name, and they are looking to you to be a role model, to model for Madeline, how her adult life was. Ashburgers is going to be so I appreciate your work and I just want you to know you are making a change in the world by simply doing what you know you're led to do thank you thank you
1: so much you're welcome you have a bye-bye, bye-bye. you too. bye-bye